It's Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh, wicked, wicked Wednesday! We are here, you are here, it's going to be a good morning. Uh, coming up on today's show, Gratitude rewrites your brain. Plus, the latest news, a game, and more. But first, it is November 27th, and we have a few holidays to celebrate today. What are they, though? All right, we have, at the top of the list, National Bavarian Cream Pie Day. Not a fan. Me either. All right. <laughs> keep being friends. We also have <laughs> National Electric Guitar Day. I'm a fan of those. I'm not so much. No, you don't like electric? I don't dislike them, but I definitely prefer an acoustic like guitar. acoustic guitar? Yeah. Okay. okay. And National Jukebox Day. Big fan of jukeboxes. Yeah. So you remember the old song, song Jukebox Hero? Mm-hmm. My Kids. Used to think it was Juice Box Hero. Juice Box Hero, yeah. So every time it comes on, that's how we sing it. Juice Box Hero! <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me, you know that uh, in Pocahontas, that song Savages? It was all, savages, 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 we are merely human. Right. <laughs> when when Deidre was a, a little girl and she watched that movie, she thought they were saying sandwiches. <laughs> And so she she's all sandwiches, sandwiches, how we love to eat them. <laughs> and so she still sings it that way too whenever we yeah. whenever that movie comes on. Isn't that funny? It's really funny, really hilarious stuff. Uh, there was a story. Uh, I don't remember which comedian told this. I heard it in passing uh, one day, but it was really funny. And it was they were talking about. I think it might have been John Mulaney. He was talking about him and his friend when he was in junior high school. Uh, went to a diner and decided to try and test the limits of of politeness in society by okay. paying. You could go to the jukebox and you could pay for songs in advance. Like you could put in a whole bunch of quarters and pick all your songs and they would play it. And so they put in like $7 worth of quarters to play What's New Pussycat over and over and over again. And so they said, like, you play it, play it one time, and everyone's, no one cares. Second time it comes on, what's new, Pussycat? You could tell, he said, you could tell people were like, is this playing again, or is this song just longer than I remember? Right. You know? So then it comes on the third time, and you start people getting, like, concerned. And he said, by, like, the tenth time, people are getting angry. Every time that song starts again. And then he said, he said, but what was ingenious was that, after the tenth time, his friend actually picked a different song. Picked "It's Not Unusual." And he said that you you would not believe how many people were relieved to hear "It's Not Unusual." It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. But then he said, after that, he went right back to what's new. Oh Pussycat. my gosh! And then he said, like, a few people got up, slammed the table, and left. <laughs> And, this whole, and I'm like, this would be an hilarious experiment to do yeah. in real life. That would be. I can't think of anywhere in town that has a jukebox, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the only place that I know of, and I think it's been broken for years, is the Long John Silvers oh. down on, uh, May, or on Mabry. Mabry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that would be fun. All right. Enough of that. 
Today's show is brought to you by our Christian party game, Judge Not. Judge Not has been updated and expanded, and now there are four brand new expansions to the original game, including a Christmas version, similar to the popular games Most Likely 2 and The Voting Game. This church culture focused game of specs and planks will be the huge hit with your close friends. Check all of these games out and more at backrowradio.com slash games. Still enough time to get it before Christmas. Great gift. But your time's running out because it takes a while to make because they're made to order. So get it together. Get people. it this week. Uh, all right. And there's no Black Friday deal because we've already removed pretty much all of our profit from it because we want you to buy it. Sorry, so, guys. It's as cheap as it ever be. Consider it Black Friday all year long. That's that's how you're going to be able to get it. It's, yep. it's cheap as can be. Cheap as cheap. <clears throat> all right. We got some artist updates for you. In all this time, we thought Ren Collective's song, Counting My Blessings, was about the blessings they'd received from God. But over the weekend, Chris Lewin, frontman for the Irish worship band, shared, My wife said, did you know a herd of narwhals is called a blessing? And he replied, yeah, of course. There's been a lot of confusion about the meaning of counting every blessing, but it's mainly about marine mammals. That's awesome. (laughs) Counting every blessing. Natalie Grant isn't waiting to decorate for Christmas, and she has a good reason for getting a head start on the season. She posted, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here. I know that there are a lot of strong opinions about whether to decorate or not to decorate before Thanksgiving. Honestly, I'd have my tree up in August if my family would be okay with it. But since I travel for a living and I'll only be in my own house for 18 nights in between now and the new year, I decorate early so I can get every second of enjoyment out of it. I can appreciate that. That's a good reason. Absolutely. You get a pass. Absolutely. (laughs) Phil Wickham has gotten caught up in the adult coloring trend that, uh, thanks to his kids, he posted, all my kids were sick a few weeks back, so we bought coloring books and it's been um, uh, amazing hanging and chatting with them. But I'm maybe getting a bit too invested in it. Naturally, I chose a Narnia book, and I feel like I crushed this Aslan. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Deidre has had a coloring page app on her phone. Mm -hmm. She plays it every night and has for like a year. Yeah. Like, I get tired of any app on my phone within a couple months. Yeah. She is just pure on addicted. To this color book app. There's something therapeutic about it. That's yeah. what I do on Thursday mornings. I meet with a very small group of ladies and we color and drink coffee. <laughs> I know. It sounds like I I'm 82 years old. That's hilarious. But it's very therapeutic. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. I haven't colored in a long time. Maybe I'll try. Casting Crown's Juan DeVevo is a big fan of the term wearable technology. He posted... It insinuates that they were leaving room for the possibility of laptop pants or a shirt that can play movies. (laughs) Just give it time. Yeah. It'll happen. Matthew West is encouraging you to be present during the holidays. He posted, if you were in a business meeting with an important client, you wouldn't check to see how many likes your Instagram post received or the score of the game on ESPN while your client was speaking. But when we walk through the door of our homes, it becomes so easy to lose focus and we fail to bring the same level of intentionality to the people who deserve it the most. Let's try this together. Let's be intentional with the ones we are closest to. Let's try putting down the phone when our spouse is speaking to us. Let's try making eye contact. 
Let's try turning the television off. Let's look for the activity we can share in common that helps open the doors of communication. I agree. Yeah. I love this. And this is a good season for that, too. Chris had a doctor's appointment a couple weeks ago, and his nurse, every time she would get a text message, she's in the middle of talking to us and explaining a few things to us, and every time she'd get a text message, she would look at her phone, she would react to the text message, whether a huff or a laugh or whatever, and then she would respond to the text message. And by the end of it, I was so annoyed. (laughs) And she would tell us, oh, it's my husband, oh, it's so-and-so, and I'm like... I don't give a crap who it is right now. You're on my time. I'm for real. <laughs> His appointment was at two o'clock, and we have a child to pick up at two right. fifty-five. Right. So yes, you are very much on exactly. my time right now. Get off your phone. <laughs> you are right. That would be disconcerting. Yeah. All right. Torin Wells' new devotional is proving to be very popular. He posted, "Wow, over a hundred thousand completions of my devotional on the YouVersion Bible app." If you haven't read through it yet, I hope you will, and I hope it encourages you to keep moving forward no matter what you've been through. The 10-day devotional is titled, God's Not Done With You. I haven't seen it yet, but it seems to be pretty popular. Yep. Check it out. Uh, Newsboys frontman Michael Tate has met his match. He posted a picture of a flock of ducks and asked, what makes you want to chase ducks? He did just that, running toward the ducks and quacking. However, the birds were not interested and just ignored him as he ran back and forth quacking. That is the best case scenario that could have happened there. <laughs> Ducks and birds alike are mean. Right. They'll attack you. Yeah. <laughs> he better be thankful that they were just not. They I'm thought just, he was just a big idiot. Yeah, big I, I'm dumb just, idiot. I'm That's... just envisioning him running around. <laughs> quack, 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 quack. And they're just all, no. <laughs> Can you please leave? <laughs> We're trying to enjoy our breadcrumbs, if you could go. <laughs> That's funny. This is, this seems, I was going to say racist. <laughs> this, this seems rude. This seems speciesist. It, right? <laughs> it kind of does. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm getting excited. Cause Are tomorrow, you? Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, of course. And I'm very excited for that. But I'm, I'm almost more excited for the Friday after Thanksgiving. Because that's the day I roll out Christmas music whoop, whoop. here on Back Row Radio. And, man. We got, okay, we have our big, we have a huge plethora of songs from last year that we'll be adding back into the mix. Mm-hmm. But there's also been a lot, a lot of new albums this year. Yeah. New Christmas albums come out so far. So I'm, I'm going to be pairing through those over the next couple weeks, uh, adding more and more new stuff. But, man, I'm excited. Again, every genre you're going to hear. Uh, you'll hear a lot of rock and rap and and uh, obscure Christmas music, as well as the pop stuff that you'll hear normally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll have it all. We'll sprinkle it in lightly to begin with on Friday, uh, and we'll gradually increase that as time goes on. Uh, and then on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, it'll be like nothing but Christmas music, so... Buckle in. It's going to be I'm a fun excited. season. I can't wait. You know, I really want for Freaking and Country to come out with a new Christmas song. A new Christmas album. Yeah. Their, their album was good. It just... It was earlier in their in their um, existence. Yeah. And like I feel like musically they've come a lot further since that album. And so, yeah, they could really 
knock another Christmas album out of the park. I just, to this day, Little Drummer Boy mm-hmm. is still one of my favorites. It is very good. That is a very good song. Uh, they're going to play that on the CMA Christmas special. Yeah. Sometime soon. December, I want to say 6th or 7th. Nice. Um, yeah. So if you want to hear that, check that out. Oh, I love it so much. Did you see them them on the CMA Music Awards? No, I didn't. The, the CMA Awards? No. Uh, they, they, they sang with Dolly Parton. They sang their song. And I Zach know. Williams sang his song with Dolly Parton as well. Dolly's That's doing cool. big things. Yeah. Dolly's doing a lot of cameos in these Christian songs, everybody. I love Dolly. So have a hankering for that Thanksgiving Day turkey a day early? What? Well, Pringles has just the snack. Snack Company has released its latest holiday-themed flavor, roasted turkey, in stores for a limited time for those who prefer to gobble up their turkey in potato chip form. The poultry flavor isn't just so... uh, Isn't just to be sensational, though. Pringles Senior Director and Marketing... Uh, Gareth McGuire said in a press release that the savory snack is for the greater good of the nearly half of Americans worried about ruining their Thanksgiving Day turkey. <laughs> Seriously. I burnt well, the, turkey, burn the turkey, y'all, but, but it's all right. <laughs> that, I don't think, has ever happened. <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever come with the exact same the joke. joke right <laughs> A jinx joke. That was very strange. <laughs> Burnt the turkey, got a can of Pringles. Once you pop, you can't the stop don't being stop. grateful. Grateful. I don't know. All right, everybody. We're going to take a break. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to play a Thanksgiving game. But for now, it is Hip Hop Hump Day. Hip Hop. Hippity Hop. <laughs> we got a block of music coming your way, kicking it off with three rap or hip-hop songs from yesterday and today. Stick around. We'll be back. Well, son, I'm sorry to hear you didn't get the promotion. Would ice cream help? Ice cream? Oh, come on, Dad. I've been working 80-hour weeks. I've wanted that job more than anything. Thought for sure I'd get it. Let me give you some advice. Son, do you remember your great-great-great-grandfather? Uh, I don't think I ever met the man. Neither did I. But he was a man with hopes and dreams, too. Do you know what he dreamt of more than anything? No. Me neither. But do you know how much money he made? No. How much? I don't have any idea. Um, is this going anywhere? Son, only the things we do for God are important. In the light of eternity, everything else is either forgotten or turns to dust. Are your priorities straight? No, I don't think so. Come on, let's get some ice cream. Thanks, Dad. I really appreciate it, but I'm going to go home and buy my son some ice cream. Now you got the idea.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show on this Wednesday before Turkey Day. Glad to have you goblin with us today. <laughs> no, I'm, I have an actual goblin. I'm glad that the goblin's with me today. Uh, no. <laughs> it's not Mo. Mo's not the goblin. That's not what I'm insinuating. Let's just move on. Five random facts. Five <laughs> uh, random facts. It takes an average of 364 licks to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop. There you go. One lick a it day has been for answered. most of a year. Just get your lick in. <coughs> Bless you. Gracious sakes. <coughs> Holy moly. <coughs> Sorry for your ears, everybody. I need a tissue. Blowing our speaker out. Now, these are my tissues. I need a tissue. You should have come prepared. <laughs> Another one. <coughs> See, this is when you're on your own. Once you get past three sneezes, I'm not going to say God bless you anymore. All right, Chris. <laughs> Listen, I have been pinching my nose <coughs> and taking deep breaths all day waiting for those sneezes to come out. Do you um, really, have you ever done the cartoon thing where you put the <laughs> finger under your nose? No. You put the finger on your nose and you put pressure on your nasal bone right there. And it stops it? It stops it almost all the time <coughs> for me. Like you put put your finger like, you know, straight underneath and just push oh, up on it. That hurts. <laughs> Man. But for I some don't reason recommend that, doing that. For some reason that, that quells that <coughs> need to sneeze. We're going to need to bring a can of Lysol in here. <laughs> just FYI. I don't want you getting this, sick. I mean, this is like... already a tiny office of a petri <laughs> dish. Whatever you've done, I'm going to experience in five seconds. So. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, you... as I was saying, 364 days uh, of the year. Just get one Tootsie Pop. Get one lick a day. And uh, then on the last day, you'll have that Tootsie Roll treat. So it's a whole year of Tootsie Pop goodness for you. It's true. <laughs> okay. And it's probably keto. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to be known. Matt yelled at me and said, let's stop gabbing. Blah, blah, blah. I yell at her. I yelled at us. Trying to take care of business here. He just won't shut up. If you sleep an average of eight hours a day, you will have spent a total of 33 years sleeping by the time you're 99 years old. Yep. Well, I mean, that's just math. Well, duh. Because that's a third of a day. <laughs> that's not a fact. That's not. <laughs> About 48 million turkeys <clears throat> are cooked. 46 million. Oh, sorry. About 46 million turkeys are cooked <laughs> for Thanksgiving each year. <clears throat> are you, do y'all always do, do y'all always do turkey or do you ham sometimes? Ooh, no, not ham. Not ham. ham is Christmas. Oh, Okay. We don't do ham at Christmas. Deidre gets a a honey baked ham from the company she works for every year. Did you just break your microphone? What's going on? I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the whole thing was falling. I really didn't touch. What did you do? <laughs> Mo's windscreen has fallen down. <laughs> no. Why is it always my mic? I don't know. Now you get to hold it for the rest of the show. <laughs> It's okay. Just take it down. Just don't uh, spit. Don't spit into the microphone. <laughs> don't enunciate your consonants too uh, hard. That's really what it's for. Okay. Cuts the T's and the S's down a bit. 
okay. I'll fix it later. All right. Um, where were we at? Turkeys. Turkeys. You Hands. were talking yeah, about. We get a honey big can every year, but we always do turkey too at my in-laws' house. So we always have both. I don't like I don't like ham all that much. Ham is not a favorite yeah. of mine, for, especially for holidays. Yeah, like ham, I feel like is just relegated to sandwiches. Just keep it on, keep it on a sandwich. Yeah, I don't need it anywhere else in my life. Maybe pizza, Canadian bacon. Maybe Ew. pizza. You don't like Canadian bacon on pizza? No. I like it if it's sliced. <coughs> if it is like chunks, forget that. Yeah. Cubes, no. Ham, I talked about this, I think, maybe on Monday, about not liking grilled chicken. Right. Yeah. Because of the fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the veins. And I feel like ham is very similar. Yeah. You are bound well, that's, to get... that's why I don't really like, like, thick-cut ham. It's because when I was a kid, I bit into a piece and it had a giant, two, like, two very clear veins yeah in it. i'm like oh this is disgusting this is and that so ruined nasty it. ruined it for me yeah so i don't even eat ham like that anymore but yeah. if it's thin cut then i'm fairly certain it's not going to be a problem so. yeah true story yeah uh you might consume up to 229 grams of fat during the big meal if those didn't also accompany a bunch of carbs i'd be happy with that right i was about to say gosh my yeah my thanksgiving is going to be fun it's going to be a whole heaping helping of white meat turkey and, like, nothing else. You're going to have green beans. I, I don't Do like green beans. bacon-wrapped green beans. I had them a couple weeks ago, and they are phenomenal. Okay. I might be willing to try that if it's got bacon on it. Yep. And you do like cook a... Cook it in butter. Like, for... <laughs> obviously, you got to have the fresh green beans, not canned. Right, right, right. And... I'll do like four or five green beans and then just wrap. You know what? I had some of the the like fresh cooked green beans before. At a, it was like a dinner and a play thing that we went to. Yeah. So like they only had like two options and that was the side for both options. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were on there and I wasn't going to eat them, but I decided to try them and they weren't bad. Yeah. They were better than the canned ones. I agree. But I don't like it all. Yeah. Okay. 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 There you go. Anyway, they're not going to have that at my Thanksgiving. <laughs> they're going to have the canned green bean casserole. You make them, Matt. I'm not going to make them. I don't got time. Please. I'm going to be spending all my Thanksgiving morning watching a parade. I know. I'm excited about the parade. <laughs> um, most Americans like Thanksgiving leftovers more than the actual meal. Me. Me. Right there. 100%. There is nothing better to me than that cold leftover turkey. A turkey. Well, and sorry, mm. you can't have this. I mean, you could do your tortillas, but a turkey sandwich <laughs> yeah. is like... I could put it in a tortilla. Mm-hmm. 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 See? But I can't like have the mashed potatoes. I can't have corn. I can't have rolls. I can't have any of that. can't have the stuffing. I don't eat the stuffing anyway. I can have a lot of black olives. Can't have the sweet potatoes. Nope. Can't have pumpkin pie. Can't have pecan pie. I don't know why I said pecan. I call it pecan. <laughs> oh it's a sad day yeah sorry hey you can have the cool whip i can yeah there's no sugar in cool whip cool whip was like a big thing that we did while we were on keto like we would just eat the cool whip we'd spray it right into our mouth you can't spray cool whip cool whips in a tub okay not <laughs> what's that the can ready the ready rip Ready whip. But it's made of, it's sugar. It's pure sugar. No, ask Megan Kelly. She's the one who told me to do that. 
And no it, wonder y'all aren't on keto anymore. <laughs> it's not working. I've been eating all these cans of Ready Whip every day and sh- nothing's happening. Shut up. I think it's because there's more fat in it than there is sugar. Okay. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. I'm serious. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're going to play a game. We're going to play a Thanksgiving quiz game. It is an online quiz. I have not taken nor looked at the questions for. You and I are going to both guess, and we're going to see who gets the most right answers. Are you prepared? Prepared. All right. Let's do this. Question number one. And these are multiple choice. Okay. Of course. Who made Thanksgiving a national holiday in 1863? President Andrew Johnson, President Abraham Lincoln, or President James Buchanan? If I was better at history, I would know by the date. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I'm going to say... Johnson, Lincoln, or Buchanan? What was the date? 1863. I'm going to say Buchanan. You're going to say Buchanan? I'm going to say Lincoln, and I don't know if that's just because I like Lincoln or if I really have something in my brain that's telling me that, but I'm drawn to Lincoln. But we'll pick Buchanan and see what the answer is. It was Lincoln. President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed that Thanksgiving would be the last day in November. Uh, Lincoln was mainly out to boost the Union Army's morale during Civil War. Oh. I knew that. Okay, okay, okay. I get one point. Whatever. You get no points. Question number the two. Why did President Franklin Roosevelt move Thanksgiving up one week earlier in 1939? So why did he move it up a week? Mm -hmm. To appease businesses? To accommodate soldiers? Or to fit within his new deal? Which I don't know what that would mean. I know. What was his Uh, new deal? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, he, he... his new deal was that was his big campaign promise, big platform, but I don't exactly remember everything it was about, but I feel like it was financial based to appease businesses, to accommodate soldiers. I'm gonna say it's to appease businesses, give more time for shopping between then and Christmas. Maybe. I'm gonna say soldiers to accommodate soldiers. Soldiers, okay, I'll pick mine. In order to appease businesses that wanted a longer Christmas shopping season, President Roosevelt moved Thanksgiving up a week. He later compromised by making it the fourth Thursday in November. Stupid. Okay. I promise you I didn't look at these before, but it's looking like I did because I'm really smart. Totally. (laughs) What protein source do scholars believe was featured at the very first Thanksgiving celebration? Fish, buffalo, or quail? Quail. What's your reasoning behind quail? Because I was thinking bird. quail too. Is that just the reason? Because that's what I was thinking. Because it's a bird. Oh, okay. I feel like I got to answer something different then. Um, no, I guess I don't have to. I know. Because we can both be to. right. We can both be right and we can both be wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say buffalo. There were a lot of buffalo, Buffalo right? soldier. Buffalo. Oh, we were both wrong. Really? Ven- fish? Venison and fish instead of turkey were probably the main sources of protein at the first communal gathering. Okay. 
You know what? Now that I hear that, I feel like I've heard that before. But it, they didn't say venison. Right, but fish was what they were talking about. I would have totally answered venison. <laughs> okay, next question. What holiday did some Native Americans begin observing instead of Thanksgiving in 1970? Day of Remembrance, Day of Mourning, or Chieftain's Day? I don't know. <laughs> Day of Remembrance was the first one that was like, yes, that's it. But I don't know. That's what I was leaning towards, Day of Remembrance. But Chieftain's Day feels like a thing. Yeah, but for me to feel like that's a thing also makes me feel like I'm slightly being stereotypical. <laughs> okay. So what are you going to say, Day of Remembrance? Mm-hmm. All right, me too. We are both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Chieftain's <laughs> no, Day? Okay. No. Many Native Americans begin a day of mourning to remember the violence and discrimination suffered by their ancestors instead. Okay. Two wrong. We are four questions in. I have two points. You have no points. You haven't gotten one right, Mo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which state was the first to make Thanksgiving a yearly occasion before it became a national holiday? Massachusetts, New Massachusetts, sorry, New York or New Hampshire? Okay, so Gosh. before you even read the answers, I was thinking Massachusetts, yeah. and I don't know why. I have no idea why. I feel like it's New Hampshire. But the second that I thought Massachusetts, I thought that makes no sense. Why would it be? I'm saying Massachusetts. Okay. I'm going to say New Hampshire. I bet you it's New York. It is. <laughs> in 1817, New York officially adopted a yearly Thanksgiving day and other states followed suit. Goodness gracious, we are bad at this. Do I get the point since I said I bet you it's New York? No. <laughs> That's just guessing what's happened based on the last two questions. It's going to be the one we don't pick. Yeah. In Greek mythology, what did the cornucopia represent? A severed goat's horn, a basket full of autumn harvest, or a satchel belonging to Hera? I'm going to say a satchel. I'm going to say, well, I mean, cornucopia is a basket full of it autumn harvest. It is a basket full of it's autumn. represent. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'll say a goat's horn. Boy. <laughs> What? A severed goat's horn According for to real? Greek mythology, the prominent Thanksgiving symbol of a cornucopia is an enchanted severed goat's horn. Why? That will produce a never-ending supply of whatever its owner desires. <laughs> Dumb. That one for me was like a, nope, throw that one away. That one's not it. <laughs> okay. The ancient Greeks held a three-day festival every autumn to honor what goddess? Aphrodite, Demeter, or Hera? Um, well, Aphrodite was the goddess of love, so I don't think it's her. Okay. But I don't know what the other two were. But I'm going to say Hera. Okay. I'll say Demeter then. Every autumn, the ancient Greeks held a festival honoring Demeter, the goddess of the corn and grains. <laughs> that was just a guess. I had no idea. So stupid. I just wanted to be different. Okay. Sabotage. 
So we are now eight questions, no, seven questions in, and I have four, and Mo has goose egg. We have one, two, three, three questions left, so you can't win. But uh, we'll finish it out. (laughs) The face she just gave me. All right. You can't win. What food do more than 90% of Americans eat on Thanksgiving? Cranberries, pumpkin pie, or turkey? I don't think it's cranberries, but I'm. it's difficult to choose between pumpkin pie and turkey. See, and I feel like it's a trick question. I'm going with turkey, but I don't think it's the answer because I think that's the one that they want you to choose. Okay, I'm going to go with you because I think you're right. So we'll either be right together or wrong together. Turkey is such an integral part of Thanksgiving that more than 90% of Americans have it on their table. All right, all right. What's... I have a point. <laughs> it seems to be so, so easy at the end. Okay, what store is the sponsor of the holiday's most popular parade? Macy. Yeah, gracious. Put these easy ones at the top. All right, yeah. here we go. 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 Last question. About how much turkey does a single American consume each year? Not just on Thanksgiving, but each year. 10 pounds, 13 pounds, or 16 pounds of turkey? I'm going to guess. I'm going to split the difference. I'll say 13. I don't think that people eat that much turkey. Well, think about sandwiches. Yeah. Sliced turkey? That's like my number one go-to. It's my number one go-to. But I, I, I'm going to say 10. Okay. I don't think it's... That much. Okay. Well, let's see. Here it is. 16 pounds. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the typical American consumed 13.4 pounds of turkey in 2004. The same year, the typical American ate 4.7 pounds of sweet potatoes. That's a fifth for me, if you're counting. I'm counting. That one. So, that was eight questions on Thanksgiving. I got five out of eight. And Mo is just a mess. (laughs) Did you just catch a cold like in the last 20 minutes? While we are recording. What's going on here? (laughs) Are you allergic to right answers? Probably. Burn. Okay. Sorry. That was a little too far. That was rude of me. Whatever, it's not. <laughs> Vegetable company Green Giant announced that it broke a Guinness Green World Giant. Record. <laughs> a Guinness World Record by cooking up 1,009 pounds of green bean casserole in New York. The company said it combined 1,069 cans of Green Giant cut green beans, 485 cans of mushroom soup, 65 quarts of milk and 95 pounds of french fried onions to break its own record of 637 pounds set in 2017. The green or the giant green bean casserole is being divvied up and will be served to 3,000 senior citizens in New York by Meals on Wheels. So they nearly doubled their record of one casserole. I just want to see it. Right. There's got to be pictures. I bet there are. <clears throat> All right. When we come back, gratitude rewrites your brain. But for now, it's Hip Hop Hump Day. And we've got a music block kicking off with three rapper hip hop songs from yesterday and today. Stick around. 
We'll be back at the top of the hour. Row morning show here on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Glad to have you here. A little bit of back row news. Some millennials want Secret Santa canceled. Those darn millennials at it again. A study found that Secret Santa gift exchanges trigger anxiety in many millennials. Dr. Ashley Weinberg, a psychology lecturer at the University of Salford in Manchester, claimed the holiday gift swap triggers anxiety in those who overspend because they don't want to appear stingy. The study from Jobsite found that 26% of millennials admitted that to dipping into savings or overdrafting their accounts to fund an office gift. Around 17% report that they felt judged by their coworkers based on the gift they chose to contribute. In total, 78% of millennials felt they contributed more than they should to an office party gift compared to 58% of the rest of the workforce. So... <laughs> They're getting anxiety because they're spending more money than they're told to spend in an effort to not be judged or feel anxiety later. I feel like this is on them. Just get a goofy gift. That's what I get. Who's, whose secret Santa gifts are like, give me something super special that I'm yeah. going to cherish forever? No. No. Get something fun. I have a really fun gift for all of my coworkers this year. I'm really excited to get them, including you, Mo. You get one. Uh, I'm excited about it. But I don't, like, fret that, oh, gosh, this is, this is something that they're going to deem as uh, super expensive and valuable. Or are they going to laugh at me for getting this? Well, uh, go the other way. Try to make them laugh. Get them something goofy. Get a Funko Pop figure of something weird that they like. I always get you know, an ornament. Ornaments are a great choice. I feel like that's just always a safe choice. Mm -hmm. I think that's why a lot of these maybe have gone to ornament exchanges. Yeah. Like they do, they'll do the the Secret Santa or the White Elephant game, mm -hmm. but they'll just do it with ornaments. Yeah. And that kind of takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. But still, I I do like the get a gift, get a weird gift thing, or or any kind of gift really. But I think one year, and I think it was at your house. Or it might have been the Wellborns. I don't remember. One year that we did like a, I think it was what it was, and it might not. I might be thinking completely wrong. But wasn't it a bring something from your home from your home that mm -hmm. you want to like something you're done with, but you're going to give? Did you start your elbow? Again? Yes. Uh, that you want to give to somebody else? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think that worked really well. Yeah. Like re-gift something. Like it's purposefully a re-gift. <laughs> that was the that was the Christmas that everybody got sick. 
That's right. <laughs> and our friends, Rebecca and Darnell, were there. And that's how I got all of y'all sick. Because yep. I was on the tail end of it. Yep. But everyone forced me to come. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what I got. I remember the cake pop maker was like the item that everybody was that fighting over. That was the over. item people were going for. Yeah. We got this neat little collection of frames uh, yeah. that sat together. We still have. We put pictures in. still sitting up in our mantle. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, I know what you got. You got the you got the stomach bug. That's what I got. You got that intense forty eight hour stomach bug. For real, I woke up the next morning puking. <laughs> it's awful. It was so bad. That was a bad year for Christmas. And we hadn't finished <laughs> buying our kids Christmas gifts yet. Oh, that was so the year. Bad. That was the year that I got sick at the beginning of the month, and then I got sick again. Oh, yeah. Right Mr. I Christmas. only get sick once. I'm fine. Nope. Nope. That Not was also that year. the year of Goliath. Goliath hit right after right. that. I had, gotten, I had just gotten better in time to go out of town, and we missed it. Like, we left the day that snow. Like, yeah. it started snowing as we were driving out of town. Yeah. Like, we barely missed it. And I was bummed. I've never been, like, in a blizzard before. And when is that ever going to happen again I here know. in Clovis? And it was for real a huge blizzard. There were, like, 20-foot snow yeah, drifts over ridiculous. some people's houses. Yeah. yeah. And then we house... got back a week later, and it was all gone. It all melted. Yep. <laughs> There's a house in our neighborhood that just now, I mean, this was, what, four years ago? Four five, or five years ago? Yeah. Um, this year, they repaired the roof from oh, it. Wow. It was... The house had been abandoned for a while, but this house had the tallest snowdrift, mm. and no one lived in there. Uh, but kids from the entire neighborhood were taking their sleds down, down that snowdrift from the top of the roof, it. Yeah. and it caused a huge, uh, like, divot. Yes, thank you. <laughs> in the roof. Yeah. Yep. Man, I bet that was fun though. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Man. Okay. It's like something you'd see on the movies, like on a Christmas movie. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So there is a uh, a new study, a neuroscience study, that says gratitude literally rewires your brain to be happier. So this is an article from the Daily Health Post. Uh, It says, when you say thank you, do you really mean it or is it just politeness? To which you give little attention. Neuroscientists have found that if you really feel it when you say it, you'll be happier and healthier. The regular practice of expressing genuine gratitude is not a new age fad. It's a facet of the human condition that reaps true benefits to those who mean it. Uh, Let's see here. We'll skip a little bit of this pretense. Uh, Other research has found uh, into physical activity. Sorry. Other research into the physical effects of gratitude report even more tangible results. Uh, Focusing on the positive and feeling uh, grateful can improve your sleep quality and reduce feelings of anxiety and depression. Furthermore, levels of gratitude correlate to better moods and less fatigue and inflammation, reducing the risk of heart failure, even for those who are susceptible uh, to heart failure. So the reason why gratitude is so impactful to health and well-being uh it begins in the brain in a neurological experiment conducted by researchers at the university of california in los angeles brain activity was measured measured using magnetic renaissance imaging uh as subjects were induced to feel gratitude by receiving gifts uh, the areas of the brain showing increased activity were the uh, anterior 
cingulate cortex and the medial prefrontal cortex, those associated with moral and social cognition, reward, empathy, and value judgment. So this led to the conclusion that the emotion of gratitude supports a positive and supportive attitude towards others and a feeling of relief from stressors. Gratitude activates the hippo, uh, hypothalamus as well uh, with downstream effects on metabolism, stress, and various behaviors. The hypothalamus is located at the base of the brain and regulates hormone responses for many critical functions such as body temperature, emotional responses, and survival functions like appetite and sleep. One of the neurochemicals associated with this part of the brain effect, affected by gratitude is dopamine, the pleasure hormone. Uh, the positive influence of gratitude on mental health continues past a particular event if the emotion is uh, relived. Uh, simple gratitude writing intervention was associated with significantly greater and lasting neural sensitivity to gratitude subjects who participated in gratitude letter writing uh, showed both behavioral increases in gratitude and significantly greater greater neural modulation by gratitude in the median prefrontal cortex three months later so like it's a progressive thing mm -hmm. that continues to work when you're having that attitude um, the lasting effect is psychologically protective. In adolescence, feelings of gratitude have shown an inverse correlation with bullying, uh, victimization, and suicide risk. And gratitude affects brain function on a chemical level as it practices or as its practice promotes feelings of self-worth and compassion for others. So this backs up scientifically something that we have learned through Celebrate Recovery, which is the uh, faith-based 12-step program that both Mo and I have volunteered for for, for a long time. Um, and about right now, in step 11 for most people, is where we start talking about gratitude as mm -hmm. we're leading up to, to the holiday season. And that's kind of exactly what I gave in the lesson at CR last week. Yeah. It was, you know, if, if you start focusing on the things that you are grateful for and start looking for things to be grateful for, even in tough situations, you'll find yourself feeling better. When you start serving others and start giving of yourself, you'll find yourself feeling better. The more you are grateful and the more you extend that gratitude outwardly, the, the, the less depressed the less stressed, the less mm -hmm. anxious, and the less susceptible to relapse you'll be. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that we're seeing like a, we see like a scientific backup that says exactly that. Right. Like they did studies about this. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to remain in that attitude of gratitude. Uh, but this year, I feel like it's really been pushed on me a little bit more. Because, um, you know, we started the year with my dad's funeral mm -hmm. in January. Then I've been a part of, in the last few months, of, of officiating parts of two different funerals. Mm -hmm. And in all three of these funerals, they've been funerals for people who have positively impacted a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And... Especially with my dad's, it's made me realize just how grateful I am to have had like a dad who 
was active in my life, who cared about who I was, who tried to mold me into, you know, a, a good person, a good man. And that's so, I want to say rare, but it's not as common as it used to be yeah. anymore that you have both parents in your life, mm-hmm. you know, actively mm-hmm. all the time. And, uh, then at these other two funerals that I got to witness, even though I didn't know the people that passed away, you could feel in the room just the gratitude and the love and the reason they'll be missed is not just because they're a family member, but because they meant so much yeah. to these people. And I feel like that right there is is a legacy worth having. Mm-hmm. If if you go to your funeral, which not all funerals are like that. Yeah. There's a lot of funerals where very few people come. There's a lot of funerals even your family members won't show up for. Mm-hmm. If you go live your life with an attitude of gratitude and and try and spread that outwardly through service and through love and through through doing what you can for others because things have been done and given to you, that's that's a new legacy that you're building. You're essentially building your funeral that yeah. day. You're building what is going to be left behind on the day that you pass away or the you know the time that you pass away. And that's really kind of wouldn't say changed my perspective, but made it more clear mm-hmm. about what we should be focusing on. Yeah. Um, we talked about last time we were here, and we talked a little bit earlier in the week, about the gratitude thing every day on Facebook, mm-hmm. sharing sharing one thing that we're thankful for. So, you know, I've been focusing on people. Right. Um, and, you know, I knew right away what my first few were going to be. You know, it's going to be my wife, and my kids, my parents, my, my siblings, my... Uh, close friends and coworkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I'm getting down to these last few days, these last couple of weeks, and I'm like, okay, I did all the people that, like, are actively influencing me right now. Mm-hmm. But it started me thinking about people that changed who I was in the past mm-hmm. that are still reflective of me today. Right. And so now I'm pulling out, like, childhood friends that, you know, I barely talk to anymore. Uh but had such a significant impact on me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've told, I've told you all about Nathan before, um, and that's in my testimony. You can go read that about, you know, I was suicidal and, and whatnot, and it was rough. But the one that, that I hadn't thought about until recently was my friend Bubba, who uh, you might remember him if you've been listening for a while, uh, from Love Thy Nerd, the ministry out there that, that uh, caters to gamers and and geeks of all all types uh really cool ministry um he's uh he was you know we're we're not super close now he lives in dallas we don't do all that much together we don't talk all that much but when we were in middle school and high school we were big friends we were really close uh when i moved here i moved here right before junior high began and i didn't have any friends at all and he was in the popular group at school like he was in that there was just a noticeable click mm-hmm. that these were the kids that were they had it together you know yeah. these were the popular you want to be in our group kind of kids but he still hung out with me like he befriended me uh through choir through choir class he befriended me hung out with me and then eventually left the popular group and came and hung out with me and a couple of other of our, uh, guys that I hung out with. Mm-hmm. So, like, he assimilated into our group from the popular group, which is a weird thing to happen in a school dynamic, you know. Right. Um, 
But one thing about him was that he was always really confident, at least outwardly so. I mean, I know everybody has their own demons that they deal with, and that might have been a way he coped with things. But he was very confident. He was comfortable in his own skin, or at least he appeared that way. And that helped me to want to be that way. You know, it helped Mm -hmm. me to try and take steps to be more comfortable in myself. And I remember one thing that really changed about me at that point, which was inspired by his confidence, was that up until that point in my life, I think it was eighth grade when this happened, up until that point in my life, anytime I walked, I walked with my head down and my eyes on the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's because I was terrified of making eye contact with people. I was extremely an introvert back then. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want people noticing me. And I certainly didn't want to be noticed. Yeah. uh, Or start noticing or whatever. Whatever I'm trying to say. Anyway, I made the conscious decision one day. I've got to stop doing this and I've got to start being more confident. And so I looked up. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was hard to even train myself to stand that way when I walked, you know, with my head right. high and my eyes looking outward. Uh, but I forced myself to do it. And, like, immediately that gave me more confidence. And that's something that I still do today. I make sure that I, when I'm walking, I walk with my head up mm-hmm. and not face on the ground. Because face on the ground makes you depressed. Face up, even just that little bit of change makes you feel a little bit better makes you feel like a part of the world (laughs) not in your own little world you're a part of this world yeah and i was so grateful for that as being something that has happened in the past and still affecting me today um it's just so what i guess what i'm saying with that is that even when you're finding yourself in a rough situation even if life where you're at right now is miserable look to the past. Look to the past to somebody who influenced you in a good way. Yeah. And be grateful that that happened and then try to build on that today. I've been hogging the mic. I'll let you talk. <laughs> um, one thing that I do think is really cool about that story, I, and I've never told you this, but I think it's a perfect opportunity now. Okay. But when you think of someone like... I don't know. Like, if I were to describe you to somebody, you know, hey, do you know Matt Coker? And they'd be like, I don't know. One of the things that I would describe is how you walk. And it's something that I've always noticed about you from the time I got to meet you. You do. You're already a big guy. Yeah. Tall and broad, just a big guy. Mm -hmm. But then when you walk, you seem so much bigger just because your head is always up. Your shoulders are always back. You can tell when you walk. I can still like, I don't know, it sounds funny, but I can still see you on Thursday nights walking into the fellowship from the the archway there, walking into the fellowship hall, just upright, shoulders mm. back. Okay. Just, and that's how I see you. Hmm. When I think of Matt, that's what I think of. I think of that's somebody cool. who is confident and ready to take on whatever. And the second that... Something kind of gets you down, your shoulders go forward. Yeah. And you can see it just immediately. The second that something happens that wasn't supposed to happen, your shoulders roll. Right. It's like, okay. (laughs) But I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that happening. Yeah. Yeah. But that, (laughs) to me, to be able to hear where that originated from, that's really cool because that's something that I, when I think of Matt, that's what I think of. That's pretty cool. I like that. So there you go. You can. 
pat yourself on the back because because <laughs> you're not just saying it; you're actually living it. Um, but I do think having that. I I don't think I know having that attitude of gratitude, which is what we say in Celebrate Recovery, that is so necessary. And I there's no accident as to why it is the lesson given prior to the holidays. You know, the holidays for anybody can be tough and can be stressful. Um, whether you aren't near family or you've lost family or you just have um, tragic memories associated with holidays, you know, a lot, there's a lot around the holidays that even though it's supposed to be a happy time of year, it brings a lot of pain and a lot of sadness. And so having that lesson just prior to Thanksgiving, preparing your minds, preparing your hearts, getting your attitude right and adjusted mm-hmm. with with gratefulness um, prepares you to battle relapse, to combat that, that relapse that so often happens during the holidays. Um, and not just, you know, drug or alcohol. But for me, a long time it was... I would get so stressed out and so frantic over the holidays and what it was supposed to look like and how it was supposed to be and how things were supposed to go. It was I was not making it a pleasant experience for anyone around me because my attitude was not grateful. My attitude was stressed out and frustrated right, and angry yeah. and irritable. And by Christmas morning, my family's like, I don't want to sit down here and have Christmas with you and <laughs> pretend like we're this happy family when you've been yelling at us and screaming at us for the last 30 days, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's so easy because the stressors of the holiday can be so weight. I guess they can just weigh down on you so heavy. You know, especially when you're a parent or a spouse and a lot of it falls on your plate. But to just take that moment every day to really list out something that you're grateful for. Just write out one thing and truly express what it is about that person or that thing or that experience that has made you grateful. It's a it's a really good tool to. It's a good habit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, what we did in Celebrate Recovery, that night we do like an interactive lesson and we give you four areas in your recovery to be grateful for. We talk about uh, reasons that you're thankful uh, for God, reasons that you're thankful for others, reasons that you're thankful for your recovery process, and reasons that you're thankful for your church. And those are a good base group of things to try and find uh, gratitude towards. But, of course, there's so many areas of your life that you could write down. Uh, and just make this gratitude list. Just uh, just challenge yourself. You know, think think about work. Think about with your kids. Think about uh, with the, your extended family, uh, your church. You know, all all the different areas in your life. Write all those down. Write mm-hmm. all the areas down, and then challenge yourself to think of at least two people or things that you were grateful for in all those areas. And then just put that list somewhere where you'll see it. Yeah. Put it somewhere where you'll see it. Put it, hang it up on your uh, bathroom mirror where you'll see it every morning. And just remind yourself of things that you're grateful for. And see if that can kind of rewire your brain yeah. into being less anxious, less depressed, less stressed. Mm-hmm. And genuine, genuinely more grateful and uh, you know, just outwardly happy. Yeah, it's going to change how you look at the people around you because Mm -hmm. it's easy to feel burdened by them. It's easy to feel frustrated with them. But if you start 
even if you start your day or you end your day, either way, with reasons why you're thankful for those people, in time you're going to realize you are less frustrated by them. You're mm-hmm. less irritated by them. And see, the other thing that we brought up in the lesson was being thankful for our own gifts, being thankful for the talents that God has given us uh, for us to give to others and for mm-hmm. us to express. And we talked about how, or I shared how, you know, before before I got arrested, before my whole recovery process began some 13 years ago now, you know, I kind of considered myself as the man. Like I had a lot of talents, I had a lot of skills, and I used them, and I gave all the credit for that to myself. Yeah. And I sometimes I would publicly give the credit to God, but only so I could say, "Look, I'm humble too." Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's this the false humility yeah. thing. And when all my garbage came up publicly and everybody could see the failure that I was in real life. All of that meant squat. Nobody cared that I could sing good or anything like that because people knew the real me at this point, knew what I was really dealing with. And that's the point. The reason why I built myself up publicly for everybody is because I was trying desperately to hide the fact that I had a struggle, that mm-hmm. I had an addiction, that I had something that I didn't want anybody else to find out, that I was running from God because I wanted to hold on to that. Yeah. And it's been since then, since that I've had to basically rebuild my reputation and rebuild trust with everybody and all that over this this last decade or more plus decade plus. That I've really started to be grateful for the gifts that I have. I can still remember the first time somebody asked me to to sing at their wedding after all that garbage happened. Mm-hmm. And how I was blown away that someone would ever ask me to do anything ever again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that right there was, I was so extremely grateful for them for letting me be a part of that ceremony. And that's mm-hmm. public. That's in front of a whole bunch of people. Right. Most of which who knew what happened. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great moment for me that I was able to use the talents that God gave me for for, for someone else, for, for a fantastic ceremony. And it showed me that, you know, God was still going to use me, just like he does in the Bible. And I don't know why we have such a hard time remembering that about the Bible is that every single person that God used aside from Jesus himself, which was God, right. Was a messed up person. Some very, very much so with some terrible crap in their past. Oh yeah. Some terrible crap in their present after they were already devoted to God. Yes. And, (laughs) and God still used them to do amazing things. Mm -hmm. And if we just can remember that God's plan is not so tightly tied up in our screw-ups. And it is more about when we are able to hand that over to God and be grateful for what we have and see what he wants for us instead of what we want for ourselves. That's when he can use us. 
And there are going to be times when we come in and out of that. There's going to be seasons where we're not great at that all the time. Mm-hmm. But God's still going to be there working in the background, waiting for when we get back on track and encouraging us to get back to where he wants us to be. So maintaining that attitude of gratitude, really striving to be grateful all the time, it's going to help us stay on track more often than not. Yeah. That's one of those, uh, you know, in, in recovery, steps 10, 11, and 12 are kind of called the maintenance steps. It's, it's about keeping your recovery. Mm-hmm. And that's true. These are total life changes, and these are the methods that we keep our recovery. And one of those, one of the big ones, is just being grateful for where we're at, for what we have, for what we've had, and for what God provides for us. Mm-hmm. So as we head into Thanksgiving tomorrow... I encourage you, really, really think about it. Don't just flippantly think about it because it's Thanksgiving. Don't just throw a thing out at Thanksgiving dinner. You know, I'm thankful, thankful for, for my family. I'm thankful for pumpkin pie. You know, yeah. just be, be present, be aware of how you really feel and work really hard to be grateful. Uh, stick around. We will be back soon to close out the show. On this Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Colossians 3.16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And our thought for the day comes from Joni Lamb. Courage doesn't always mean you don't get afraid. Courage means you don't let fear stop you. Thank you for joining us today. We are normally here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific, but we will not be here tomorrow. What? It's Thanksgiving, and I watch the parade. I don't know about you, but I'm watching that parade. And you know what? I encourage you to uh, turn, turn Back Row Radio off for the parade. I don't even want it on in the background. Ooh. You listen to what they provide, because it's a whole experience. Okay. If I had my way... I would just have me on our radio saying, turn this off until the parade's over, over and over again. Turn but that me off. Wouldn't, turn me off. <laughs> but that wouldn't be, <laughs> that wouldn't be great. So, yeah, let's so we'll not. still play, we'll still play more music for you tomorrow. But uh, yeah, watch the parade, guys. It's, it's a tradition. It should be yours. Uh, <laughs> podcasts of our episode will be available uh, after... Uh, our shows air each day on our, our free Facebook or our free podcast feed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You'll hear bits and clips from the show, uh, one segment usually each day. 
uh, one good chunk of the show, I promise. Not just a little bitty bit, but a chunk. Uh, but if you want the full show podcast, then you need to sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash radio. Any, any monthly donation amount, even as little as $1, will get you our full podcasts, uh, full, full morning show podcasts each and every day that we air. Uh, but if you give more, there's certain incentives that come your way. So, you know, check that out. Patreon.com slash radio. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community at Backrow ba- er, Baptist Church by going to brbchurch.com. <laughs> you always do that at least once a day. I know, Once sorry. a week, I mean. Uh, if you love what we do here again, Backrow Morning Show and Backrow Radio as a whole, consider partnering with us, patreon.com slash Radio. Uh, I'll take this next one too. Our old app officially does not work anymore. So Android users, uh, you can get the brand new app on the App Store. It's beautiful. I love it. I'm super proud of it. Apple users. Sorry for you. Get lost. I don't know. <laughs> At least for now. Uh, you can download the Live 365 app and search for Backward Radio there or stream from your phone browser at BackwardRadio.com. Uh, we're, we're, we're still hoping that our new app will, will eventually be approved by the app store. But uh, as we sit right now, it's just, it's not looking good and there's not much more we can do to get them to approve it. So that's where we sit, but we, we love you. We love you. Mo's an Apple user. You know, I don't discriminate against Mo's trying really hard not to sneeze, I think. So she's holding that in. So, so I'll give you the final word. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, we will see you next week. And uh, eat a roll for me because I'm on keto and I can. Uh, that's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. Achoo! I know. I got to <laughs> see <you> so bad. <laughs> <laughs>